Love reading books? Want to write a novel of your own? Then First We Write is just for you. When I write a short story, I'll often send it to publishers without asking a friend to read it, because a short story is manageable. I can write it, walk away for a day or two, then come back to it with fresh eyes. I can digest the whole thing, revise and edit to my satisfaction in a single sitting. It's snack-sized. But a novel is too big. It has too many moving parts. There's too much risk that I'll miss something obvious and embarrassing. So before I send my work to anyone in a professional capacity, I approach a small group of friends and family who can give the book a thorough reading and provide me with useful feedback. But I don't just ask anyone. (laughs) When I'm giving out my manuscript at this stage, I want to make sure the ones reading it are the people I trust, who will be able to give me constructive criticism, and who understand that this is not yet a finished novel. Some are good friends, some are family, and most belong to the key demographic for my novels. They aren't always available to read every manuscript I write, but that's okay. As long as three or four people have a bit of free time to read, that'll give me a good range of opinions and feedback. I recognize that it's a big commitment for someone to read a manuscript, so I'm grateful for all of their help. And those opinions really, really, really do help. In one instance between a couple of drafts, I decided to change a murder victim from one character to another. The new victim was more sympathetic, and the change made the story stronger, but it also meant I had to remove all mention of that particular character from the rest of the story, because, well, she was dead. However, when I gave it to my test readers, they discovered with their fresh eyes that I'd missed a couple of instances where the murdered character popped back up into the story. At one point, the dead woman casually walked through a room to get a cup of tea. In another, she could be seen in the backyard raking leaves. She was exceptionally lively for a corpse. So yes, my cadre of test readers saved me from oodles of embarrassment. When you've finished your drafts and your story is as good as it can be, find a few people you trust and ask them if they'd like to read your novel. Remember that they might not be comfortable with the role, or they may not have the time to dedicate to your book, and don't take it personally. Of course, if they're willing to take a chance and read your book, pass along a copy of your manuscript. Let them know you're looking forward to their feedback, and make sure to thank them for the favor they're doing for you. They've taken a chunk of their life and dedicated it to reading your vision. That's no small gift. They could read anything, yet they agreed to help you. That's amazing. If you're trying to hit a deadline, let them know that too, and agree on a reasonable time period for them to finish the novel. Then, step back, give them a bit of space to enjoy the world you've created for them. This waiting period doesn't have to be torturous. Instead, let it be an opportunity to rest and rejuvenate before you embark on finishing your final draft. Now let me be honest, giving a manuscript out for the first time is exceptionally difficult. If you're anything like me, you'll probably experience a terrible surge of stage fright and vulnerability. You might fret and wonder, how bad is it, really? How much shame should I feel? Oh god, what are they going to think of me when they read that particularly steamy sex scene, or the gruesome murder in chapter 4? But this is where the careful selection of your test readers is key. If you can't think of anyone you'd trust with your story, look for writing groups in your area and approach them for feedback, but be prepared to provide the same sort of reading and feedback for other writers in return. That's just good manners. Most importantly, find a group of people who love to read and who understand that it takes a lot of hard work to create a novel. Ideally, you want people with whom you can sit down and chat. You want readers who can answer your questions and give you constructive feedback. When I send out my manuscript, 
I don't want test readers who just say, I like it or I hate it. The best readers don't just tell me something is bad, they tell me why it's bad. Let's acknowledge, too, that it can be really tough to hear feedback. You've worked hard on this novel, polished it and perfected it, and in your heart, it's the greatest story ever told. That's wonderful. The role of the artist is to be confident in their creation. No one else will ever love your story as much as you do, and that's the way it should be. After all, it's a piece of your own heart. But when you're asking for other opinions, people bring their own unique likes and dislikes to the table. They will have their own desires, their own experiences, their own preferences. They may love the broad genre in which you write, but not the minutiae. For example, they may love science fiction, but dislike time travel. So remember, when they offer their opinions, not every aspect of your books will be right for them. That's okay. When my test readers come back to me after finishing a manuscript, I try to be as open as possible to their suggestions. I want to listen. I want to value their perspective. In short, I need to learn from their experience of reading my novel. What did they like most? What didn't feel right? Was there anything that didn't make sense to them? Was there a character that intrigued them? Or a character they particularly despised? Was there a scene that they loved? But most importantly, I need to be able to weigh their opinions and discard the ones that aren't right for me. After all, this is my book. I'm the creator of this world, and I have the final say in all things. Sometimes their feedback reflects doubts I might already have about a scene or a plot twist, and in those instances, it's easy to say, yes, this needs to be changed. But if I don't agree with their feedback, I'm under no obligation to change anything, and neither are you. You don't have to agree with your test readers, but you do need to be open and receptive to their opinions. Both of you, author and reader, are here to make the book stronger. But at the end of the day, it's your story, and you have the freedom to tell it whichever way you choose. So, be honest. Have you finished your book to your satisfaction? If not, then keep going until you're done. But when you feel that, yes, here is a book that you can be proud of, why not approach a couple of people whom you trust and ask them if they'll kindly look over your manuscript? It might take a few tries to find someone who has the time and inclination, but persevere. Offer them chocolate and cookies if you feel a bribe might be worthwhile. As with all parts of writing, you'll need to be brave and bold. It's no easy feat to hand over your precious creation and bear your soul to a reader. So once you've given them your manuscript to read, sit down and treat yourself to a cookie too. First We Write is a production of Fox & Bee Studio. Thank you, Sean Piggott, for sound production and for sharing your music with us. We've been opening the podcast with the song Astoria, and today we're closing with Uculet. I'm Kim Bannerman, and you can find out more about my books, Sean's music, and the general shenanigans we do at foxandbeebooks.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.